Blog Talk Radio. Now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, this is Last Chat. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our Friday night edition. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, Lisa girl, how you doing this Friday evening? That's all I can say. Been one of those days, Lisa. Girl, yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, we are now here on Let's Chat. We have a great show lined up for you guys. And speaking of shows, man, it was a fuzzy kind of onesie last night in the chat room. If y'all missed it, please head over to those archives and check them out. We had some awesome ladies on last night. We had some fierce ladies on the way they ended the show, Lee. <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness! I love when when they're together. They're just awesome. They're awesome separate, but it's always a great energy um, when when they're on. So I'm excited that they were able to take time out and come and kick it with us. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. That was the show with Jonna B, C. Renee, and the wonderful Shadri. Is it Shadri? I always pronounce her name wrong. <laughs> I know we all, you know, y'all know we can jack up the name. Sadly, Denise, they are preparing to drop that smitten kitten number two. Ooh. Y'all don't know nothing about Mark, that, right? Yes. Head on over so to Amazon opened, and get that one click on. I opened up the first one, right? Because you know they asked mm-hmm. us to read it and they challenged us to say who did what. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. that that first chapter or that first page that's Donna B. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm just gonna say that's wow. that's Donna B. Uh-huh. She opened up with a bang leash. No, it was the um the way she 
the words that she uses mm-hmm. and the the word kneeling because she used kneeling yesterday, and I'm like, this is John to be right here. <laughs> <laughs> A little giveaway, <laughs> right? Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, I haven't had a chance to crack it open. I thought I had read it, but I've been editing all day, so I'm just trying to finish up this job. But it is on my to-do list because the way they were talking about it yesterday, girls, hmm, that too is going to number book two is going to be hot. But uh, Alicia and I have been given the challenge to see which pen belongs to who, when, and why. So we're gonna walk, we, we're gonna live up to the challenge, please. I think we're gonna do good. I think so. I I think we'll. We, I think we're gonna we're gonna smash it. We're gonna smash it. <laughs> Absolutely. For those that are new, just joining us here on Let's Chat. You know, Misha and I always dive into our show, but we want to welcome all our new listeners online, as well as over the lines. But uh, just to let you know what we do here on Let's Chat, we love celebrating literature, not just literature. Lisa and I celebrate all walks of life, all arts of life. They have all, we've had guests associated to each, and they have all come to the doors of Let's Chat. We always have a fun time with them, but it allows our listeners to get to interact with them in a fun, friendly, and intimate environment. We get to hear the passion behind what it is they do and why they do what they do and how they got started because we never know who they may touch and that are listening over the phone. So they may be in a period in their lives where they just needed a push. They just needed affirmation. And I guess allows them to uh, interact with that and ask questions even when they press the number one. So we hope you guys are ready for this show tonight. Lisa, you gave us a title in the beginning. You know, Lisa always drops those hot topics or or titles to uh, entice our guests (laughs) to kind of like use those thought processes. And uh, what you got going with the in the beginning, Lisa? In the beginning, it's simple. In the beginning, this you know, people always look at um, where you are, right? They don't really mm-hmm. necessarily see what you went through. They don't necessarily see what was going on in the beginning. They just see right now. You know, this is what I see right now. And sometimes they're envious of what they see. Sometimes they're not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's that you don't know what that person went through to get to the point that they're at. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So in the beginning is very important because that that helps shape that person, and and uh-huh. a lot of times their hustle, their drive, their vision, their passion. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And all and it's always not roses when you see it. It it, does, it may look easy, but it hasn't been easy. That road that they've traveled to get where they are at that point in their lives. Exactly. Hmm. That's good. I'm going to be interested to hear where I guess how their in the beginning applies to each of them because everybody has a different road that they must walk to get where they want to go or trying to get to. And it's always interesting to hear how people start out. You know, like you said, it it isn't always as it seems. Um, it could be worse. It could be better. It could be indifferent. It could be any kind of way, but it's always great to see how they start out and how they stick to it because that's a that's the beauty of you know getting to where you want to go you got to stick with it and not bail at the first um obstacle that you come across absolutely because 
nothing is going to be easy. I don't care what it is. It's always going to have hiccups. You're always going to have to start back over. You're going to fall down. You might fall apart. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times if you fall down, if you fall apart, if it don't work right away, that just means that when you go back to it, it's going to be done a different way. It's going to be on a different level. Right. And you learn from those mistakes as well. So don't let those roadblocks stop you. Go through them, go around them, go beneath them. Whatever you got to do, just pass that roadblock and get to where you want to go. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And in, in as, as authors, authors, you know, they're always constantly rebranding. I think any industry, people are always constantly rebranding. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with there's nothing wrong with that at all. Someone called me uh, a couple of days ago, and they were like they wanted to write a book. Um, but they started explaining the changes that they made, and I'm like, so you're rebranding. There's nothing wrong with rebranding. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an okay thing. People rebrand every day, mm-hmm. as long as you're rebranding to be better. Right. And I think that's the key. You want to rebrand to be better because obviously what you were doing previously wasn't working. Right. Or not previously wasn't working, but um, I think sometimes we get put in a a box like this is all you can do. And in order to get out of that box, you got to change some things up. You got to rebrand a few things so that you can come out of that box so people can stop putting Uh you there. Mm, okay, that's interesting, especially with authors. And and one thing about in the beginning, I want to say about authors as well. We have new authors that are coming onto the scene every day, so it's good to hear how seasoned authors and authors that have been in the game how they started out, because sometimes you need to see that and hear that, and you know just to confirm that this is what you want to do, especially if you're a new author starting out. Absolutely, and it's it's not, the thing is you want to be able to not relate, but you want to know that everything you're going through, it has light at the end of it. You Mm -hmm. know, all the difficulties has light at the end of it. And just as you have difficulties, somebody else has had more difficulties than you. Right. You know, they've had different situations than you have. Mhm. That's true. Cause no situation, no two situations are the same. And I, like you said, just to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel, and there's a, and enjoy that journey while you while you're walking it. Don't lose that passion for whatever it is that you're trying to attain. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. We're gonna take a brief break. And we will be okay. right back. I love this Blue Marley and Yo Gotti. We're going <laughs> to play this. It never came out. You know, and the music industry is so, um, we have two music artists coming on today. And I want to be able to ask them these questions. Because it's so often that um, music is leaked or or presented and it's like it's an exclusive, it's coming out, and then something happens and it gets scrapped. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. I really love this song. Um, okay. It's unfortunate that it never came out, but let's play a little bit of that. We'll be okay. right back. Come on, 
This your boy, Yo Gotti. Gotti. To my muscle, bitch, I'm living. Yo, God, it told me he got work. I said, OG, let's get it. They do my dirt with no code defending. I know they switching 30 inch wheels, but he broke. That boy got no ambition. I was 16, triple beam, leaning on it. Know the street couldn't hold me, they triple teaming on me. I remember telling Frank, boy, I wanna pay. Now I'm shopping with my bitch, all she want is Chanel. Went to sleep, count sheep, I woke up count money. If it's right for the price, tell him I said run Remember, I ain't have a pot to piss me. Started whipping, 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 now look how I'm living. Hey, chili in it, big got all my chains on. Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine on. Told that walker flocker got that flame on. Just it with my rich home. Hey, hey, this I live. This I live. This I live. This I live. I really live it like for real. I really do this shit for real. A hundred twenty carries, don't get yourself embarrassed. But I paid for the cross, I could have bought a navy. Four thousand thirty-two grams, say one. Home damage chain, that's what I paid for just one. When I was young, they labeled your boy damn fool. Twenty two's enough on my Benz truck and my old school. You get the picture, the money, it ain't the issue. Six figures before the rap game, now I'm a little richer. Homie, still a real nigga, yeah. and I do real shit. Man, West fucking around with start shifting my whole brick. Down the spring, see a nigga get it how you live. Real recognized, real and don't pay the fucking bill. Broke niggas on chill, got it on them things in the fast lane, burning brain, bumping Jake and I live. I represent no Memphis motherfucker, and this is how I live, motherfucker. This your boy, you got it. Hey, Got all my chains on Man, I'm about to blow like it's cocaine on Told that walker flocker got that flame on Just be jugging with my rich home Hey, hey, this I live 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 I really live this life for real I really do this shit for real This I live This I live This I live This I live All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Hey, hey, welcome to Let's Chat. I'm Miss Leisha. You know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We are talking that talk today about in the beginning. Yes, because the beginning of where it started is really always very important. Um, and it, it pushes mm-hmm. and it, it's what helps burn that fire up under any artist. We have three fabulous guests today, author Cece Lyons, musical guest artist Jay Raw, and musical artist LaVon Kennedy. All right. Some music in the chat room. 
Yes, you know, we love independent music. If you would like to be a guest on Let's Chat or you have some independent music you'd like to share with us, just send your request to the chat radio show at gmail.com. Absolutely. And we'll get you guys into our rotation. You know, a lot of our listeners, they always ask, who's that playing? Where is, who's that artist? And who they be on actually ready to one-click? So you never know who may be listening and want to add some new music to their musical library. Absolutely. And it always happens like that. I think, like, when uh, we had, um, what was her name? She was with Furnace. I can't think of her name uh, right now. Everybody. Everybody was trying to, you know, she has that song with Necessary. And everybody was mm-hmm, trying to find mm-hmm. that song. People were inboxing us left and right. I had to inbox mm-hmm. I had to inbox her and E. P. Pope to find out where to get the music from so that we get <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, Kimber Kimber relentless when they love something. <laughs> Is it Kimber? Kimber. Kim, was it Kimber Nicole? Because we actually had to tag her on our show as well, but uh, people yeah, were wanting that music. Yeah, it was crazy. Though. They was like, so where are we going? I can't find it over here. I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, so I had to I had to go to the source to find out where they could get it from. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful so have, thing. It is, though. We have our first guest in the chat room, the fabulous Cece Lyons. Welcome. How are you? We are good. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me, for sure. I wanted to make sure that you guys could hear me clearly. <laughs> yes, yes, we, we can, can hear welcome. you. Welcome, welcome. Now, for all of those who are not familiar with you, tell everybody a little bit about your literary journey and yourself, just to get acquainted. Absolutely. So I go under the author's name of C.C. Lyons. Uh, and basically just published a book in the past year. Uh, I've been on the book uh, almost a year on the market and uh, on alpha females. So my background is engineering. I'm a corporate America executive, you know, a woman, have been in the corporate field for, for years, and this became a really hot topic, hot subject matter, and really took the time to go out and interview men and women, every age, race, creed, color, status, you name it, across the country a couple of years ago on the subject matter to do this book about dispelling the myth of alpha females and really setting the record straight out there on what they are and what they aren't and having people to, you know, just honor who they are and recognize it for what it is. Mm, that sounds interesting. <laughs> now, what was going on in your world? You know, our topic today is in the beginning because, you know, the beginning is always important. So, Right. Take us back to when you sat down and decided that this was what you were going to do and you decided to pin this book. What was going on in your world at that time that you felt this really needed to come out? The funny part about this, this book was supposed to happen, I want to say, at least eight to ten years ago. Um, we're not just friends, you know, colleagues um, having that conversation. The conversation has always been going on, especially in corporate America, especially if you're in a male-dominated field of, you know, when you are a certain type of woman and, you know, how it's looked upon. And so these conversations kept happening. It was supposed to be actually me and a, and a business partner to do this originally. 
And so finally, I want to say around 2013, we kind of put it on, off, on, off. And around 2013, I said, you know what, something happened at work or, or, you know, we're just having a discussion and I was seeing so many of the movies and in media and in books. And, and you know, and I talk about that in, in, the, in, our, in my book about how it's been portrayed so poorly. And finally, uh-huh. I said, you know what, stake in the ground. Stake in the ground. This is the time is now. No time like the present either. I'm going to do it or I'm not. And so really and truly just made up my mind to do it. And the interesting thing is, is that through the course of this journey, um, I couldn't rest till it was done. So the man upstairs kept tapping me on the shoulder and saying, remember, you have something to finish. Remember, you have something mm-hmm. to finish. <laughs> and so literally, uh, I just could not. But the, the biggest aha, I didn't think people wanted to want to go on record of really telling their stories or being interviewed. Come mm-hmm. to find out the opposite happened. I had to actually shut down the interviews because I couldn't. I could only fly around the country fast enough, you know. So, mm-hmm. so interviewed quite a few people, and um, you know, when people are willing to share, men and women, then you have to pay homage to that too as well, because people are opening up and being vulnerable. Mm. Oh, so that kind of sh- takes the, you know, that that mystique of like not all women are weak. You know, women have power within them as and around them as well. Absolutely. And, you know, what the main thing the book calls out, so the book is, is geared toward a few things. It's talking about who she is from the time she's born to almost to the time she dies, right? And it's talking to parents. If you find that you have a daughter that's not like the rest of the, the girls, pay attention to it, but don't try to, uh, don't try to constrain it. Don't try to, to dismay it. And then, mm-hmm. you know, for her that's coming into her own, she knows she's different. Now, why is she different, or why does she behave this way? Why does she, you know, she thinks more like a guy. She hangs out more with the guys, but she's. It doesn't mean that she, her sexuality is, you know, wanting women or anything. It just means that that's how she thinks compartmentalized. It's how does she handle that power? Corporate America. Mm. Here's how to embrace her and stop trying to burn at the stake. And then how, mm. for men, how do you even date her? How do you approach her? Do you even know one when you see one? <laughs> if she's going to mm. marry you, and how she is in the bedroom as well. Because you got to step up the game mm-hmm. there as well, and then the dark side is to the part that people don't see. So it really encompasses the whole gambit of that alpha female, and it's saying, okay, women, it's okay if you aren't, if you aren't, embrace that as well. But mm-hmm. in this case, it was these women get ostracized so much. Here's what the reality is. So again, because they've been ostracized with the wrong nomenclature, the wrong things, right? So here's what it really is, and here's what it really isn't. So it's opened up a lot of eyes, a lot, especially with the men especially with the men. Wow. Mm, that's interesting. And how has the men responded to that? Have you gotten any, you know, what what has been the common response from the men? The men are wanting more. I've had, even coming from other interviews such as this, <laughs> such like this one, a lot of people will hit me up, a lot of men says, you know, where's the second book to this? And I want to be interviewed. So I have a lot of guys coming and saying, I want to be interviewed. Or I've had guys who listen to, absolutely, or listen to other interviews or see other interviews if I'm in person and say, you know what, I got to go get this now because now I need to know. Maybe I'm having to rethink some things, right? Because Uh all Mm -hmm. the stories are true. There's no false stories in there. This is all true stuff. So the men have been really responsive to, I think it, it has opened a lot of eyes to what they thought they knew. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. 
So when you sat down to write this book, did you, I know you got a lot of support, but in corporate America, did you get like any backlash from those maybe colleagues that didn't understand or didn't want to understand? So for me writing the book, I didn't underneath a pen name. So a lot of people didn't know it's me. So a lot of people still don't know it's me. <laughs> a couple of my colleagues just started <laughs> finding out in the recent times that it's actually me, right? Family members didn't mm-hmm. know at first it was me. So it was funny. And that was okay because I wanted to be more about the subject matter than people just saying, well, let me just see what she wrote, right? So mm-hmm. I wanted no. people to be interested in that subject matter, right? I think, again, it's been opening up a lot of eyes to both what I've been getting back, especially from obviously from a corporate, people that I know that in corporate America, is the women, and just the women I know that have come before me that are truly alpha females, the real deal, um, a lot of them are saying, thank God somebody finally said it. I've had a lot mm-hmm. of them to get, I won't say emotional, but people have said, oh, my God, have you been in my head? Are you living my life? Uh, for, again, from the men, it's been now it's – it's keeping them up at night because the guys are having to now play and rethink that, you know, I thought I was getting over, but was I mm-hmm. really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or was she playing wow. the same game I was, right, exactly? Or right. I thought I was dating an alpha female, and now I realize that she really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's think, been a lot of up and I think especially mm-hmm. in the corporate world, I think that – People, women especially, that have that position, even if you go all the way up to, you know, go back to Hillary, they always label you a certain way. They have to label you so that, because they, it's like they have to explain how you are. And I think that a lot of times we have to be a certain way because people are going to try us. And so we do have to let it. Um, be known up front without words being spoken, don't try it, you know, and we do that by the way we move, by the way we do things, by the way we don't do things. And I think that because people need to explain why women are not helpless, not saying, and don't send me no inboxes, y'all, I'm not saying that all men think women are helpless, but the expectation, I believe, with some men are that we are inferior when we're not. Absolutely. So you bring up a very good point, and, and the fact that you bring up Hillary. So Hillary is, is an authentic one, tried and true. She, she is. That you know, where you see this woman today, this woman had that plan formulated when she was about ten years old. You know, so you know she, you know, Bill didn't choose her. She chose Bill. She constructed that whole thing, and so that's how those women are. They're very <laughs> calculating. Put that together. Yeah, she did. She put that together. Yeah, building, building stand a chance. She, that, that, that's her thing. And you know, you know, God forbid the apocalypse happens. You know, the, the only thing that's going to be left on on this God's green earth is going to be you know Twinkies, cockroaches, and Hillary. That's who survives. That's that's who it is. And so, <laughs> that's who these women are. But society has said you brought this up. Society has somehow has somehow constructed and saying if you if you don't move this way, then you're not feminine. Or you're not female, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's in that emotional, weaker form. And so I start the book off by giving kind of this history lesson, showing that these women have been around since time was time. It's nothing new. But these women have always been literally burned at the stake and called witches. They've been called the B word, of course, of course. That's number one. But they've mm-hmm. been around forever, and these are the trailblazers. And so who has also defined that as what's feminine, what's not, what's masculine, what's not? And so that's why – I wrote this book 
to really start to dispel those myths because it's been shown that way in movies. I call out Steve Harvey. I like Steve Harvey, but, you know, think like a man, act like a lady. The one woman who fought like a man, Toronto's character, he slammed. I'm like, wait a minute. I get who she is. So, you know, this has been going on for a while. And so it's time to put the brakes and say, okay, let's show the real deal. Here's the real thing. And here's it, and it's raw and uncut, so I don't pull any punches in the book. Um, so it's not for the prudish, but you'll laugh. You, you'll probably sit back and say, wow, you know, I didn't realize they go through these things. But also, here's how she really moves, and, and you got to really think about, you know, who you're dealing with. Wow. That's interesting. Now, Sissy, this is Tony. Um, I want to ask you back to when why you sat down and actually penned this. What was your biggest takeaway once you've penned the book and it's gone to the readers and your feedback that you've gotten from both men and women, what is your biggest takeaway from this journey? The book, the, the biggest takeaway and the feedback has been really what I've been, the, I would say the goal of the book and is why I call it Unleashed. It's been the unleashing of minds. So the women are feeling unleashed, believe it or not. I've received a lot of feedback from women out that will say a number one thing they'll they'll say is, hey, I may not be completely alpha. I may not be all of this, but I have pieces of this. But I appreciate this because now I'm feeling okay with these parts and pieces. The other part for women, a lot of them have been sexually unleashed. They feel it's okay now mm-hmm. to say what they want or to get what they want sexually. That's what. And granted, that wasn't the intent, but I was like, you know, hey, if it helps you, great. <laughs> mm-hmm. From the men's side, um, like I said, the men have now come back and saying, wait a minute, okay, now i got to turn around and look at myself and realize what I thought it was, it never really was, right? So what I've been trying to lay these women as, wait a minute, she does move different. And now it's getting them to stop and think, are they really alpha as what they thought they were? And now mm-hmm. if they're going to deal with one, how do they? You know what I'm saying? So it's really been getting men to step back and, and replaying over and over again the people they've had in their lives and the women and now how they're coming across these women and how they revere these women. So that's mm-hmm. the feedback literally I've been receiving through DMs, through emails, through, you know, events. Those are the things mm-hmm. that are coming up over and over again. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting because, um, you know, you never know until you put it out there. But my second part to that question is where do you lie, you know, the feedback within yourself, where do you lie between the pages of the book? So I am throughout <laughs> throughout the book. Uh, there are different pieces in there. Um, I, I come. My mother is comes from a big family, you know, Southern people, big family. So the one thing when they found out it was me, the one thing I told them, I said they couldn't ask where I was in the book because the last thing I needed them to mm. say, you know, page, you know, sixty two or something, especially from scene. And she's like, oh my God, is this my daughter? Is she a freak in the bed? You know. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Ain't no mom with that. Everybody no wanted to know, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Ain't no mom with that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, so my mom has six other sisters, so I know they get together and it's like, okay, is that her? Is that where she is? You know, <laughs> did you do this? So I was like, okay, you cannot ask. I'm not divulging any of that information. But the one, <laughs> but the one aha moment for me was me recognizing one, um, you have to own your own crap. Good, bad, or indifferent. Mm. So for me having to sit here and pin this, I had to get real and be able to tell my truth. You couldn't do this book without mm. it. The second thing That's was deep. was me. Real, oh, it was very deep. So you had to dig deep and say, 
I got to own it. I have to own this, mm-hmm. right? Um, no matter what it looks like, because so, people, so many people are wanting to pin this book, and I know, you know, even others that wanted to do something like this, but they were so busy mm-hmm. in terms of trying to write the perfect story. Mm-hmm. She's not perfect. She's not perfect, but what she is mm-hmm. is excellent. And excellence done well is like perfection. So people say, well, you know, these women, they drive nice cars. They have nice homes. They have great jobs. They, you know, they, they can kind of pick almost any guy they want. What problems could they possibly have? Well, they do, you know, and it gets very dark mm-hmm. at times. So it was dispelling that. But the other part was I had to really sit back and say, you know what? I realized I really don't want to be married. I'm good being over seven. I can be engaged, but do I really want to be married? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know what? That is so funny because I re- I'm glad that you said that because I used to always say, you know, I don't want a forever boyfriend. And a forever gotcha. boyfriend is the one that you know it, you, you're you not going to marry them. They're, they'll be right. great forever boyfriends, but they wouldn't be more. And then right. after a while I started thinking, am I a forever girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> But the pressure, society says if you're a certain age and you're not married and you don't have kids, you know, then there's something wrong with you or, there's, or what's wrong with you. And I even got approached that way by men myself, right? Hey, you know, you, know, you, you have any kids? No. Married? No. Ever been married? No. So what's wrong with you? And I'll quickly say you. <laughs> and guys, you're like, you asked me that dumb question, right? <laughs> Maybe because I know what I want and I know what I don't want. So it's mm-hmm. people saying it's okay if you don't. It's okay if you do now. With me saying that, there could be somebody comes along that makes me eat those words. Now, that would shock my family, of course, and it would shock me. It would get to the point where I know it would be a business decision. It would be, is the, you know, does the asset outweigh the liability of me losing this person in my life? But I'm also a female that says, you know what, you're going to want that wedding and everything? I said, brother, I suggest you plan it because and just tell me when to show up because that's not my thing, right? Mm-hmm. So that <laughs> would said, be. I just yes. want to know what my dress looked like. Am I gonna like it? What color y'all wearing? And just tell me. <laughs> Absolutely. I had to have that talk with my mother. I'm like, you know what? I don't need all of that. I was like, if if one, if I would ever decide to, and that means now he's giving me pretty much the ultimatum where I'm having to thinking about it really means more to him than me. Because again, I can be mm-hmm. engaged. Oprah Stebbin works. I'm good. Neither one of them are going anywhere. It would be where, forget all that, make sure I have a nice ring. He has to have, you know, good taste in jewelry. Got to have the nice rock. But we can go over to Jamaica or whatever, jump the broom, and spend that money on, you know, a new car or a nice home or invest it or do mm-hmm. something else. So mm-hmm. that, you know, the whole princess thing, I don't need. So it's it's really one of those type of deals, which is very different from most women. You know, most guys mm-hmm. get into this, these relationships where women automatically say, I'm looking at you as husband material. Uh-huh. When you've come across a woman that says, okay, we kind of kicking it, but um, are you busy? Good. Go be busy over there because I'm busy too. So we together, uh-huh. we together, you know, catch a football game, great and nice. And, and now they're like, well, wait a minute. She's not running after me. What's wrong with that? Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to worry about what, what you're doing when you're doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. She's not checking my phone. No, I don't need to check your phone. But I don't need to check mine either, so <laughs> game no game, right? <laughs> that works. So that, see, that's the mature at, way that things work, so I, I, I have no problem with that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But that freaks people out because for all of the purposes of society and everything you see on TV, 
women don't operate that way, you know. She's going to be the weak, the quote-unquote weaker sex. And I start off the book talking about these women being around since the beginning of time, and the first person I call out is, is Eve. I was like, you know, you got to be a bad woman to get a man to defy God. You, you got some power behind you on that one. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you know? You know, oh, my God. Own business, but, uh, yeah, you know, she, she pulled, again, she pulled, she pulled that one, so it's like, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you start really thinking about it through time. These women have been around for centuries. It, you know, it's nothing new. I think the thing of it has been where, and I talk about this, where you have, I call the three different types. It's the authentic alpha female, the ones that come this way born. They're hardwired that way. You have the augmented alpha female. They're not really born that way, but something happens in their life. But they kind of make this transition where exterior-wise and movement-wise, they kind of move in those fashions. But they're not hardwired mm-hmm. that way, and, and, and you can always tell them between the two. And then they're the ones that aren't, beta females. They're just not, and that's okay. It's okay. No right or wrong on on it. Huh. Wow. It's like you're giving a, a a female lesson tonight. I hope you guys got your pen and paper and figure out which female you are. Read the book. It's an easy read. Um, I've already been asked already because when you go to the website and I put it on social media as well, but if you go to the website, you'll see the, the trailer. I did a video trailer for the book, launching mm-hmm. the book. So I've already been asked. Most people thought it was a movie. So I've been asked when the movie's coming out. I've been asked, is there a screenplay coming out? I've already been asked when the mm-hmm. sequel's coming out. So that's, a, you know, that's good responses. So I'm I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have answers to any of those three questions? Because uh, from the sounds of it, it seems to be in high demand. <laughs> Absolutely. And like I said, it hasn't really been on the market that long, and I kind of did things backwards. So, again, I don't feel like I'm a writer by any means, so it was kind of a passion thing that took a life of its own. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, and yes. Now, if anybody comes in, the best thing that could ever happen is I get a call from Oprah or Shonda Rhimes. (laughs) That'd be perfect. Speak it. Speak it into existence, girl. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I can see this being a Netflix series, no doubt about it, right? No doubt about it. And then the sequel, there will be a sequel, uh, the way the book kind of ends, and you can go to where I've been doing these engagements, um, speaking engagements, so if anybody wants to book me, definitely you know, DM me or, or hit me on the website on uh, Unleashing the Alpha Within, which is going to be the, the follow-up book. Because the number one question from the women was, I may not be, I may not have all of this, but I have some of this. How do I utilize this in my life and in my relationships? Um, mm-hmm. One of the, one of the most interesting questions I had after another interview I did, I had a couple of guys hit me up and said, "Why don't you do a book like this on alpha men?" I was like, "Wow." I, I was about, about to that. ask. I, I was about to ask you that. <laughs> have you ever I was, thought of doing it to a men's side? I have not thought about it, but you know, now it is actually on the table. So I'm really, I'm really, really considering it because now it's really, again, going out and doing these interviews from the men, most of the men's side, but having some females chime in on it as well, just with the next script. You're mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was going to ask you that. And also just to ask the men how they feel about alpha females as you go through that interview process, you know, the way you did with the women. So that would be an interesting take, and I'm sure the women will be uh, just waiting to to hear. Well, in this book, book, I had the men on this book, and that was one of the questions I had. I interviewed them about alpha females for the book. 
So mm-hmm. the men were actually approached and asking how they feel about alpha females. Basically, do they know them? So it was a long questionnaire that it was funny because after every time I had a male interview, and they were always the funniest interviews, every single time within 24 hours, my phone was blowing up. They couldn't sleep the night that night. Wow. It was blowing. Yeah, it was messing them up because everything they thought they knew, it had blew up their belief system, right? And now you're asking these pointed mm-hmm. questions, and I have to rethink everything they've ever done, every woman they've ever dealt with, every woman mm-hmm. they thought they were getting over. And now you have to question yourself and saying, you know what? Was she the victim or really was I? <laughs> <laughs> right. And well, some guys to tell me, I've even had some feedback from guys to tell me that they do not want their or did they, did they do not want their girlfriends to read it for fear of them turning into one? That I found to be interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. Yes, especially if they even already have turn one. somebody into one. Absolutely, I said you can't. You can't make somebody be one. You really can't. And mm-hmm. their whole fear. I had mm-hmm. a guy to, to be honest with me. He said his fear was if his girlfriend turned into one that she would leave him. Mm. Wow. That's exactly because what I said. Because they need to be needed. <laughs> Because they need right. now most of them need to be needed, and they don't want know what to do when you don't need them. They think, well, she doesn't really need me, so I'm going to buy her everything and I'm going to give her everything. But if you think about it, she don't need you to do that either. Correct. So I think they don't know where to fit, how to fit in those type of relationships, because they need her to be needy, and a lot of times if you're focused and you're working, you don't have time to sit down and say, okay, i got to make him feel needy today. Let me do this. Let me let me let him do that. You know, it's like you you need somebody that's not in their feelings every five minutes. Absolutely. And that gets talked about in Broadway's book, those type of guys, the type of guys that alpha females will date. Now, she will draw that beta male in all day long. She will because of that very thing. That's attraction, the confidence side, right? They see it. They love it. But then it can turn really sour because the things they love is the things they start to disdain because they can't control it, and it's always there. Um, what I explain to some guys that in, in the course of interviews is that it's not about them needing to be needed. They're not a supplement. They're a compliment to this woman. You know what I'm saying? Uh. It's okay. You want to compliment her. It's not about the supplement side. But that's their egos and their insecurities, right? Oh, you're talking about the insecure person, be it man or woman. It's an insecure person is what you're dealing with there. Mm-hmm. It's their insecurity showing up. That's what it is. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I went on uh, to an event uh, last week, and um, they were talking about relationships. Um, and she made the point of, before the man actually gets to the you, it's three versions of you that they have to go through in order for them to actually get to you. So when you're dating, how do you handle uh, situations if it's somebody like, oh, I really like him, and you know there may be a few things that you have to tweak, especially if he's an alpha female, an alpha, alpha male. Because From most of the time, alpha males and alpha females, they knock heads all the time. True. But they're the one. So this is where this is funny because this gets talked about in the book as well. She, The alpha male is the best compliment to the alpha female. No doubt about it. 
Now, the question becomes, is he really an alpha male? Because a lot of me will claim alpha, just like a lot of women do, and they're not, right? They're not. And so the true authentic alpha male, he's going to be comfortable enough in there where he's going to want the alpha female, and he's going to be okay with it. Now, if anybody, because the number one question I got, for, especially from, I will say, minority men, was the number one question was, can the alpha female be submissive? And so the, the statement I had for them was, if you're talking submissive from bowing, that's not being submissive. Submissive is about being open and vulnerable. And the only time she's going to do that is where she knows she has that safety zone. The only one she's going to give to like that usually is that alpha male because he's got her, right? And it's that confidence level. And that's the only time she's going to make that small adjustment. The guy that's a pretender, that's where you have the knocking of heads more than anything else. The alpha male and the alpha female, they will respect each other. They're going to knock heads, but it's going to be what I call a, a um, healthy conflict, if you will. Healthy conflict, if you will. Where they're going to push each other. They're going to, you're going to have that force, that push-pull. It's going to be a highly sexual intense relationship. So you're going to have those kind of forces really on each other. And, again, that literally gets brought up in the book about different ones dating these different types of guys and how things happen, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Mm. Wow. Just left us speeches with that one. <laughs> I'm not, because it's true. It's true how you, because of conf, confidence draws everybody in. We were talking about this on the show a couple of weeks ago. We had uh, authors on, uh, some male authors, and they were talking about how, why women always like bad guys. and You know, they always like this kind of guy, this kind of guy, you know. And it's not that they like that kind of guy. They like his confidence. Confidence is what draws her in. And it's vice versa. And so when you're drawn in by confidence, an alpha female does always get a beta-type male. She is. She's going to draw them faster. Well, and keep in mind, I, I will say this, the born, hardwired, born that way alphas, those are few and far in between. And I'll say probably less than 10% of your actual population are actually really born that way, both male and female. What you'll get is more of the augmented side is what I call it. And then you'll get what I call the fakers. And I talk about that in there too, the people that want to claim alpha, I am alpha, both male and female, hear me roar, eh, that stuff goes aside. Because those people are the, – the true ones are nothing like that. They really aren't. They kind of move – they move very um, stealthily, right, actually more quiet. So – that becomes that confidence getter, and so the bad boy effect. You're right. Woman, a woman is going to want a man with confidence. A guy that's not confident, um, it's a turn off. I know it's a turn off for me, right? Even in the way they ask you out, and I just had to. It's funny. We some friends of mine were just having this conversation with some guys. As a matter of fact, on the book, I was visiting a friend. She had the book. We were hanging out with some guys, and we started getting this conversation because my one pet peeve for guys now, and I don't know where this has come from, is when they try to ask you out on a first date. But instead of them asking you out like a man, like, would you like to go out? Would you like to have dinner? They hit you with that one-liner of, I want to see you. Really? Huh? <laughs> that, <laughs> that is the one, like, nails on a chalkboard for me. Because to me, it is the cheapest, non-confident, and I don't know how much I can say on this, on this but I'll, I'll keep it clean. I'll say the cheap side chick line 
I want to see you, really? So my response is usually, uh-huh. you want to see me what? <laughs> you want to see me what? That's my response. And now they're stuck, right? So it just shows a lot of, of, of non-confidence. For the alpha female, she's going to be confident. And, it's, again, it's not an arrogance, but it's a, kind of, it's a, it's a true just a confidence. It's an aura she has, right? It's an aura. She kind of walks in and, and kind of knows it. She's got, she's got it. Guys like that because in their head, hey, I want that woman that's confident. I want that woman. Because every guy wants the bad chick in the room, right? Every guy wants the bad chick. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a bad woman. Mm-hmm. She's doing her own thing. She's got it going on. He can parade her around. But here's the thing. He likes all of that until now other men starts noticing that. Now, if you don't have a very confident person, that's where the insecurities come in, and now you have the problem. That's where the problem starts. Mm-hmm. But also, wow. um, Cece, this is Tony. On on the flip side, sometimes a, a man will see a beautiful woman and think, oh, I can't approach her because she probably has all these men after her, when it's the complete opposite. So um, that that can work. That scene can play out as well. I've I've seen and heard about situations like that. You know, Absolutely. the most beautiful. I can't even ask her because I'm sure she'll turn me down, and she must that's have that's thousands that's of men asking her out. Right? But that's absolutely you don't have confidence right. when you you, you lack confidence. that confidence. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. Or those ones that ask. I mean, to me, know what you know because you know it. If you know the right. answer, then move accordingly. If you know what it is, absolutely. move accordingly. When you ask, I'm like, God, you gonna ask me every five minutes the same thing? Come on now. <laughs> but it's and in their eyes, but we see it differently. You know, we, you know, and everybody's going to see it differently. The guy is looking at it like, I'm being a gentleman, I'm asking. And then the woman is like, know what you know because you know it. You're only a- you ask if you're not sure. Absolutely. Here, here's the, the when, and then doing the interviews with the men, right? You ask the question, one of the questions, and these things get talked about it as well in the book, about, how do you approach one? That was one of the questions. Do most men know how to approach an alpha male? Do you even know one when you see one, number one? And do you know even how to approach one? There's so many times where, where the guys are so worried about approaching every woman the same way that everything's going to work the same. That's where they step into it with this one, right? Because she's going to step out the cliche one line or whatever, and you're dead in the water. So I would always tell men just pay attention. Pay attention, right? Pay attention to her because she's the woman that, you say, okay, you know, I'll go over, you know, offer to buy her a drink. She may turn around and buy you and your boys a drink. And there's a reason why she does that. But there's a reason why she'll do it. And if you read the book, there's a reason why she'll do it. But if you do, uh-huh. I guarantee you'll get a different response. Even if you did, I guarantee your response is different. You, you'll find something, you'll, you'll find an interesting dynamic that'll happen when you do. And so... It's not the fact that she's trying to be, and so again, it's not the fact she's trying to be a man. So I've had guys that say that, well, you know, can she let a man be a man? Is she trying to be a man? Well, no, these women aren't looking for prostate exams. They're not trying to be anything. They're, you know, <laughs> no, they don't want that. They're just being who they are. They're being who they are. The problem is, is that for all sense of purpose of what society says, how men think, calculating, um, they have emotion, not, but not emotional, that's these women. They have emotions, they're just not emotional. They're calculating. Uh-huh. So when she buys you that drink, trust me, she's there's a calculating moment on that, right? She can outthink you, she can outmaneuver you, she can think just like you. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So you know, now you've met your match. 
Absolutely. See, we like to do something fun on Let's Chat before we close our interviews, and I'm excited to see what T has for you because I think this question is answered so great. Go ahead, T. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thanks you, Dan, <laughs> for joining me, me and Alicia tonight on Let's Chat. We appreciate you. But your fun question as we wrap up your interview is, if you were a color in a 64 box of crayons, what color would you be and why? And also know that you can make up a color if the color in the 64 doesn't actually reflect who you are. Black. Black. <laughs> Why you like it? You said black? Huh? Black. Oh. And here's, and, and and here's why. Black. There's a pattern okay. with these women. There's a pattern with these women. Black is usually the color they will always go to. They drive. They, they drive. Oh. They they do the same colors. They drive the same type of cars. They almost wear the exact same type of jewelry. I mean, it's a it's really a pattern that you see with these women. What makes them this way? Not quite sure. What's that mutated gene? I'm not sure. But the patterns and the stories, and even down to the colors, they will hone in on. But black. Uh. The reason why I would say black is because black is regal. Black is stealthy. Black is sexy. Black is mysterious. Hmm. And I'm going to add one. Black is strong. <laughs> and it's strong. Right. Right. It. And it always, yeah, it always leaves a little bit to the unknown. Exactly. So I find, wow. I think just about every car like has, has always been black. Exactly. So it's black. I like it. Nice. Good, good question, though. Time. That's a good one. You like question. that one? <laughs> Good question. Good question. <laughs> we so appreciate you taking time out to come and kick it with us here in the chat room. We know that you are very, very busy, so we really, really appreciate it. Before you step up the chat room, make sure you shout out all of your social media um, where everybody can get your book and any events you'll be at. Absolutely. So definitely the book is on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, both the paperback, Nook, and Kindle. Uh, Instagram, cc.lions, L-Y-O-N-S. Twitter, cclions5. Facebook, slash cclions. So definitely hit me up. The website is www.cclions.com. I definitely want people to get it. I definitely want people to read it and post pictures with the book because it's about unleashing the minds, unleashing people. And if you go to the Instagram page, you'll see everybody being unleashed, Uh, as well as I want the reviews. Because what I am doing is actually posting the reviews and giving people credit for the reviews that they posted, good, bad, or indifferent, and actually publicizing mm-hmm. those reviews. Because I want people to know I'm, it's, it's all open. I want it to be controversial because it's been a controversial taboo topic for years. And so, mm-hmm. ladies, I will hit you guys up on the DM and we'll ask you your shirt sizes because I also have the Unleashed shirts and Beauty Power Soul shirts as well. That goes with the book. Awesome. So I will get you one. Thanks. I will send you one for sure. But definitely read the book. I definitely want to hear your feedback on it for sure. And I have some events coming up. Um, we'll start doing um, some what I call discussion over drinks, probably with men and women on the discussion uh-huh. of it all, which is uh-huh. a chapter in the book. Exactly. And then um, have a few other engagements coming up soon that I'll start posting as well, but nothing set in stone quite yet. I love oh, awesome. it. Yeah. Well, we are proud of you. 
keep doing what you're doing. We wish you nothing but continued success, and you know that you always have a place here on Let's Chat. If you got something on your mind, something in your spirit, a book coming out, an event, and you say, ladies, I just want to, I want to talk about some things, just let us know. <laughs> and we'd be like, we could talk. What you want to talk about? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I love the show. You guys keep doing what you're doing for sure. Uh, you know, I love to see you guys blow up even bigger. Trust me, I I, I know what's going to happen. So, uh, definitely, I Thank appreciate you. the time. Definitely appreciate the Thank time. You. Had a great time with you, ladies. Thank we you so much. We enjoyed you. So much. you. Yes. Thank you. All right. You have Bye-bye. a great evening. Have a great evening. You too. Goodbye. Okay. Bye bye. Alicia, I, I love, love her it. Yes, I love it, and I love how she was like, "I'm a strong female, and I don't have to be ashamed of it. I don't have to dumb myself down." I don't have to water myself down for no man at all uh-huh. whatsoever. I love it. I love it. This is Les Chat. I'm Miss Leisha. You know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left, the fabulous Miss Tony. We just had author Cece Lyons come and kick it with us in the chat room. If you missed her interview, no worry. Just head over to blogtalk.com at the end of our show, and you can listen to the replay. You can also catch us on iTunes or any podcast app. We have our next Guest up in here He's about to come in here and, and let us know what's going on We got Jay Raw Hey Jay How you doing? Oh alright Mr. Jay Raw Coming up in here yeah, oh, Come here Lord, sound like Denzel That sound like Denzel <laughs> Oh then we all oh, Okay that's, that's, a, that's, that's good though <laughs> Denzel the old school I know Yeah Yeah, yeah. He is the school. <laughs> yeah. How y'all doing today, though? We are good. We are excited to have you on. We got some of your music, um, Florida. But before we go into all of that, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your musical journey. Well, you know, um, my name is Jay Raw again. Uh, um, I've been making music for uh, good, but taking it serious for like five years, you know. And I write music. I like I write a lot of music, and um, you know, I just feel like I like to put substance in my music and and, and the message in my music. So you know, so people, you know, I try to bring back that that good feeling. You know what I'm saying? Bring that, bring that. You know, trying to make happy babies. You know what I'm saying? Because we already got enough <laughs> stuff going on around here. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to bring the fun back in music. And uh, you know, my journey, I just want to be heard. So, and once you hear me, you are gonna like me because <clears throat> my music makes sense. You know. Mhm. All right, you talking about making happy babies? That yeah. you, I just sat up straight. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we gotta have the happy babies, man. Cause you know, you know, the, the youngest out here, they wilding. To be honest, you know what I'm saying? Cause my eyes don't lie. My eyes don't lie. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, we gotta, you know, try to make a little, you know, put a little hand in it, you know, trying to twist it or something like, you know. But you know, uh-huh. I like to make. You don't I hear that kind of music lately. Yeah, but see, you know, I grew up on the Cash Money era. I don't know if y'all familiar with Cash Money, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and you know the old Hot Boys and stuff. Yeah, they're in the Outcast and stuff. I kind of grew up in that because I, you know, just want to bring back the fun and you know, and teach them. A, you know what I'm saying? Like you ain't got a route. You can go to school. You can do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you just gotta have an open mind and everything. That's my music. Be baseball though. I, I 
had to say, uh, Mr. J. Raw, that that name just gets to me. This is Tony. Now you sound like you're about two minutes old. Now what do you know about that old school happy baby making music? Talk talk to us and our listeners. What, what, what how you know? What you know about that music? Well, I ain't been talking about no R and B, but I do like that. I do like I do like I do like um bringing back the R and B like. You know what I'm saying? Like the samples and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, I, I started uh-huh. out doing that at first. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm from Florida. You know what I'm saying? Florida like that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to, you know, give them that old Albie shirt with a sample. You know what I'm saying? You know, and you know, little thug talk, but it's cool though. It's not like terrible, like like throw you off the wall, but you know what I'm saying? The happy baby's like, like, yeah, man, I feel nah. good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like not feeling some type of way where you got to go. You know what I'm saying? Go pull up a chopper or something like, you know, not too much out your character. You feel me? Mm. See, see, this is still Tony J. Raw. You're going to have to give, make me have you give me a little sample sample of Mr. Florida with that, with that throwback. Come on. Get, you, you talking up a good game. Hi, give me, give me a little, give us, give me a little taste. <laughs> give you a little taste? Yes. Give us a little taste. Y'all gonna put me. See, I gonna put me on blast. Just like, just like, just that <laughs> shit. Hold on. Just see, that that's quick. what we do here on this chat. <laughs> but see, I, I honestly, honestly, I write, I write, I write lyrics. I write my music. I write it. You know what I'm saying? It, okay. Okay, so you can I, write the song it. In, you can write it for us. <laughs> you would write it for you. Okay. Uh. Yeah, right, I'm gonna go right ahead. It. I'm gonna go ahead and write one then. Hold okay. on. Okay. <laughs> Give me a second. You want me to give you some props to write about? I can do that. I can help you help a brother out. I really want to get into my new record. To be honest with you, I want I want oh. to already hear what I already came with, what I put on wax, and what I said and wrote, and then you'll get a you'll get a further understanding. You feel me? Okay. Well, we go. When Lisa come, well, Lisa's gonna we're gonna have um, Lisa do the uh, int- musical introduction. But while we wait for that, um, tell tell me this. While we wait for your music, mm-hmm. what what was the driving force to make you go into this area of of the arts, music? I like poetry. Uh, you know, I used to read like books and stuff, like like books. And, you know, mm-hmm. I always had, like, a little rhythm. So, you know, and with that rhythm, you know, I used to have a little attitude problem. So with that, me growing up, my uncle used to tell me, write your feelings on paper. Write it on paper, write it on paper. And I just loved doing that. I used to get in trouble with mm-hmm. sitting in the classroom writing music. And I supposed to be doing my work. Like, they already had a referral waiting for me. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I had offers, like, for ghostwriting. So I went to school. And I'm back in school. I go to St. Petersburg College, which... You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They, 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 you got to learn how, you got to really go through the classes, you know what I'm saying? Like piano classes and stuff like that. And I just, I just kept like really falling in love with it. And that's what I do. And I, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good, you know what I'm saying? Because my voice and what I'm writing, it makes sense, you know? So mm-hmm. I, that's, that's why I, that, I love the art of the music. That's just, you know, I listen to, like I said, I grew up in the era like Jay-Z and all them boys, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you so you like to so say you say you play the piano and you're pretty good. Do you play any yep. other instruments? Uh, I haven't downpacked any other instruments, but there are classes I can take, which is I can learn them. But you know, 
just they really gave me the tempo. They showed you how to do the tempo. And you can be a tempo rapper, which you can write your music and catch the tempo, and you can remember the tempo in your head. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I can listen to a beat one time, and the beat, I'm going to remember that beat. You know what I'm saying? Now you can keep playing it over and over again. I already got it, and I can write to it. It's kind of interesting, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, how, you know, how, they, how they showed me how to do it and how I put it all together. It works for me, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, with all that being said, this is still Tony, Mr. J. Raw. What is your mm-hmm. favorite part about being in the what what is your favorite part about being in the music industry? Oh man, letting people hear you, and then when you walk off stage, they be like, "Man, I ain't." Cause some people be like, they're like, I don't know, they be it be so many rappers, and they you know, curious what what's one, and they step down and be like, "Oh yeah, man, you really can rap." Oh, you can, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like this and that, and the one that they criticize you, it's not even deep criticizing. Like, oh, you could have did this and did that, but I like what you did or something like that. I always got that, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that's what mm-hmm. I like about music being heard. Mhm. And what about um how how do you like playing live and how do you like playing in the studio? Do you prefer one over the other? Oh, I love the studio. Really? I really love the, yeah, I love the studio. I like see I'm an introvert, you know what I'm saying? I keep a small circle so when I step in like big crowds like oh 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 but me I like to be in the studio and I really open up my mind. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? That's just me. Mhm. Wow. And what about, like, when you're in front of a live audience and you have new music? Are you, like, nervous? Would you rather... Oh, uh, no, I'm not like, nervous. I really... No? Really how, how they going to receive it? <laughs> I, me, honest, I got a lot of confidence, man. I, I sound confident in my music, and I use... Like, I always get positive reviews with, you know, people. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Now, I don't really get, like, nervous or nothing like that, because I already know what the atmosphere is. Like, I already know what I'm stepped in. It's already been calculated and, you know... Oh, we got to go do this. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, that's interesting, though. This is still Tony J. Raw. That's interesting, mm-hmm. though, that you prefer in studio than uh, in the in front of a live audience. I think you're the first artist that we've had to say they prefer in the, to, to work in the studio. Do you think that it's because um, – the, your creative juices are just flowing, and you're into, into the into the music without any like loud interruptions. What what's the no to no? Being in I like I, I I like being around people because I like meeting new people. I like traveling, so like if I'm able to go down like say I go to like Saint like a Saint Petersburg, Florida, or Tampa, I can like mm-hmm. uh, meet new people. You know what I'm saying? I love doing that. So it's not that. It's just I get like. I'd be so excited. Like, the studio is a playground to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a big playground for me, you know? So, and so mm-hmm. is the club, though. You know what I'm saying? So is the club because I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy me a drink. You know what I'm saying? I'm mm-hmm. going to do my thing. <laughs> so, like I said, it's all about doing the atmosphere. Uh, have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is Lisa. I have a question for you. Now, mm-hmm. Jay, you said you like going into the studio. Mm-hmm. So, do you write your own music? Oh, yes. I write my own music. I'm very prideful. <laughs> and with that skill, are you able to mix and master it, too? Or do you always have someone else uh, that's able to do that for you? Usually, I do it, but sometimes I don't do it. Like, most of the time, when I go to the studio, I let them do it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's two. It's like two heads. But most of the time, I fall back and let the next person do it. Because you always find you probably like people will tell you you can sound like this and sound like that and we it's always that you know kind of a balance. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Now we have a hand up. You mind taking a call? 
Yes, ma'am. We got seven six zero six two three. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yo, yo, yo! This is Cisco the Kid. I'm from Blythe, California. Hey, hey how are you? Thanks for calling in. <laughs> All right, how are you guys doing today, huh? We are good. That's great. That's great. Did you have any questions for J. Rob? Yeah. I got one question only. What's good, boss man? Can we hear some more tips for the kid on the radio? <laughs> Say it again, boss man. I couldn't get you. Right on, right on. <laughs> well, we, well, we thank you for calling. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for letting me on. You're very welcome. You have a great evening. Too. I'm sorry, I didn't even get that. I went Neither in and out. Neither did I. <laughs> okay. It went in and out. See, now, when get you're sitting one. down yeah. and you're making music and you're okay. vibing and you're you're writing, so that means you have mm-hmm. a, you got a skill with the pen. So what yes. do you do? You write poetry? Yeah, I know how to write poetry. Because <laughs> uh, I got to, you know, they got composition classes that I take, you know what I'm saying? Composition classes, so they, they, they tune up in your poetry. And I just got better with that, you know what I'm saying? I was like, okay, now I can really, like, I can really, like, you can put more into your poetry. So poetry is more, like, way more, like, personal than, you know, writing rap music. I don't know if you if you probably will understand it, but writing poetry is something you see, like, differently, you know? Like, life differently. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, do you write music for other people, j Ralph? I've been offered that, you know. I've been offered that before with peers that want to rap. Um, mm-hmm. Just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I was asking my opinion mm-hmm. on this, and I usually don't get, like, b- bad backlash when I get my opinion. They're like, man, you know music. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you ever see yourself in Say it again, Matt, I didn't hear you. Do you ever see yourself producing? Uh, I Uh-oh. see myself more as like an <laughs> AR. That was the gr- like, that was a grind. Uh, like uh, I don't know. I had to that. think. That. I had to think just then. I, I I really want to be an AR. Like I want to really? do music and be an AR. Yeah, just like Jermaine Dupri. Jermaine mm. Dupri, Jermaine Dupri, because I just I don't know a lot about Jermaine yeah. Dupri, but I was reading something about him. He just won like a award in the Hall of Fame for songwriting, and you, you, and he brought in artists. That's a like, talented so brother like, now. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know. So, it, it, I always want to do that. Same as Gucci, Gucci done it. He, 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 you know, make music and brought other the talent, keep the ball rolling. You know what I'm saying? But you know, that's that's what I really mm-hmm. want to do. Producing is like, you know, of course. I only, sometimes you don't even have to make the beat. You can be there and just give you your opinion. That's a producing too. Mm, that's true. That's true. Now this is this is Tony J Ray. I want to J Raw. I'm sorry. I'm giving you a whole new name. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I want to know if you were asked to do some music, to write some music for someone, and then you you wrote it, you like it, and you hear it, and deep down you know that's something that you would produce. Would you? 
keep it or would you still give it to the artist that asked you to write them the music? They got to talk about that Or would you make bag. a new piece? <laughs> huh? <laughs> talk about they talk about that bad, then yeah, yeah, you know, they ain't talking about that bad, then, you know, that's off rip, no, I'm being honest. <laughs> 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 but you understand, though, you know what I'm saying, like, that, I love that, you know what I'm saying, like, I love what I write, I don't mind giving it to somebody, but, you know, mm-hmm. you just, you know, but if I have, like, a relationship with you, like, you appear, like, you in my circle, like, in my circle, mm-hmm. circle. And yeah, it don't matter mm-hmm. because I know I'm going to make sure you eat off that because I want to see you win too because I wrote it. And you know what I'm saying? So I want to see you get paid off for it. I ain't even got to be man behind it. That's just in my circle if I have to do that. Because we mm-hmm. do that, you know. We mm-hmm. do that, like, you know, in the street. You know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. This is Tony. I have one more question for you. Mm-hmm. What has been the craziest thing that has ever happened to you at one of your shows? Oh, a fight broke out. Really? really? Yeah, that's crazy. Acting in the public place. Yeah, I, that's, that's really to be honest. They fighting, you know. Wow. I hope. Yeah, you know. Mm. A little animosity, but you know, other than that, mm-hmm. I I can't really say. Mm-hmm. Well, that's know. enough right there. Yeah, to blow your high real quick <laughs> in the club, like <laughs> oh, you turn. I was turning up, and next thing you know, they fighting and stuff, and like oh, the lights coming on. Hey, turn the lights on for us. Now, don't get for me. Messing me up. Yeah, now they don't. They don't even care what I'm talking about. They bumping. <laughs> as long as they're not bumping on you. <laughs> oh yeah, did I ain't never had an incident. Mm-hmm. I'm too cool. <laughs> All right, now, Mr. J. Raw, he's too cool. All that confidence. Cool. Look at that. Look at that. Just dripping. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have a question. If you could um, collab with any artist, what artist would it be or group? Like in the industry? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, uh, Lil Wayne. Really? Yeah, Lil Wayne. That's, that's, the, that's, that's. That's the rapper I always don't seem like from a child watch, you know, do it, you know. And I, he's like the Michael Jackson for me. You know, he's not Michael Jackson, but he's like, he grew up with me. You know what I'm saying? So, Lil Wayne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to out-rap well, him, too. Uh, well, I'm quite <laughs> sure you can, seeing as I can't understand nothing he say. <laughs> I'm being you, yeah, I, Wayne. I know you, 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 my dog, and you don't, you know what I'm saying. But and I finally got you on the song. Like that's how I'm be. Like, I'm gonna try to out rap him. You know? I'm like, I'm gonna let you know what time it is. This is my time. <laughs> but, you on my song? <laughs> yeah, but that's just, that's just if I get to that level. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a real humble person, really. You know what I'm saying? So, but you know, yeah, rappers yeah, always that. in the competition, and I know he's a competitor. I hear what he be saying in his lyrics. Sound like he battle rapping, you know what I'm saying? But I like it because it's cool. But you know, wow. you know, that's childhood though, you know. We can dig that. Now here mm-hmm. on Let's Chat, we like to do something a little fun, okay? Okay. Okay. So T always comes out with some fun questions. I I don't know what she's gonna ask you. I'm just okay. gonna say, you know, <laughs> loosen up your tie and um, it'd be all right. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. 
It sounds like the hot seat. Well, see, well, J. Rowe, I already tried. I already tried to get you to sing me a song early, and you said you want to wait till your new song. So I'm gonna have to go away from the musical industry. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm not sure if you heard any of our last show, but I'm I'm interested to know. I love your energy and what you bring into the table. Since you are an introvert and you'd rather be in the studio mm-hmm. making music than in front of a live audience, if you had a box of crayons, 64 crayons, how would you paint? What colors would you use to paint your studio since that's a place of your refuge that you were, you, 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 you're oh. just so creative in? <laughs> you said the color of the crayons? Yeah. Well, you have a 64 have... box of crayons. Okay, well, since I'm from Florida, I'm going to go out with uh, Florida watercolor. Uh, uh, what it is? Oh. A, a light blue? Like aqua Yeah, aqua. Yeah, aqua sound real good. I'll go ahead and paint Ooh, it white. You like and, that? A, and throw some yellow in there, because you know what I'm saying? That's what you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, that's a nice looking studio. <laughs> yeah. He's an introvert, Lee. She'd rather be in the studio with those beautiful colors. Some yellow sure and aquamarine. I like those two yeah. colors, actually. Yeah. Florida Wave. <laughs> Florida Wave. Florida Wave, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we got your new music. We have his new music. We're going to have him introduce it to us and our listeners. Okay. Yes. Introduce your song, Florida. Okay. I'm Jay Raw, and this is my new single, Florida State of Mind. Shout out your social media. Oh, you can follow me on uh, Instagram, jraw727. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, my music page, jraw, J-A-Y-R-A-W. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So let's hit them with some of this Florida. I'm excited. Okay. Let's chat exclusive. Let's go. J.K. did the beat, man. Silver spoon, I'm from a struggle, now we don't relate. No, we don't relate. 13 was off the Porsche, joined out here late. I was really in the field, you live behind the live gate. Behind the Murder, gate. I done like that real, not that out of state. Banana chimps, I lay hoes and get paid in it. You talking crazy, I lay hoes in your house and rape. Everything you got at home, you got it on the plate. You silver spoon, I'm from a struggle, now we don't relate. You silver spoon, I'm from a struggle, now we don't relate. No, I'm hating when I'm real and I know you see. Well, I'm from face. the field where it's crocodiles and rattlesnakes. snakes. Drop them off where I'm from, it didn't probably break. Where I'm from, a strong survive, you don't get no break. Looking freaks like they woke, like they wide awake. But let them tell it, I know real killers and fellas. Who doing life behind them bars, ain't no coming home. When it rain, you feel the pain, ain't no Georgia dog. No on the trees, for the shade, this is for the home. Molly Perkinson, a dog, we sold that. Gay shit, tight clothes, we ain't on that. Where the OG, where the leaders at? Mama rap, trap stories, we ain't feeling that. Where your traffic, pick a fit, suburb is where you house at. We silver spoon up on a struggle, now we don't relate. Thirteen was off the porch, you joined out here late. I was really in the field, you live behind the gate. Murder, I done like that real, not that out of state. Banana clips, I lay hoes and get bathing naked. You talking crazy, I lay hoes in your house and rape. Everything you got at home, you got it on a plate. You silver spoon up on a struggle, now we don't relate. Hey, no. No, we don't relate. No, relate. Well, this is gonna be a classic when I drop my tape. Florida uh, boy, you are the nigga that better bait. Shark food, little nigga, then pee on, feather rock. A lot of these rappers, borderline gay. They do that up there, but down 
slipping, let me burn where we hide it. Been down the county, did me dirty, locked me down with eight. Talking trials and tribulations that will make me great. You put a talking to a bitch, need a bad body weight. You not solid if you send your boy to scale straight. Alright, alright, alright. Yeah. We like that. Oh, y'all, y'all yes. like that? Y'all just scared me just <laughs> yep. then. What was that? <laughs> that was like a, a encore. That's like a... <laughs> yeah, make a go yeah, buy I, it. Can't just give it to him for free. <laughs> oh, I thought... I, yeah, make a go buy I thought it. that was in my song. I said, man, what my what my engine going to put in my song? <laughs> I love that. That is Thank really you, dope. I like the beat. Thank you. Now, the the beat, mm-hmm. who's up under there? Oh, you're talking about the sample? Yeah, who's that? True. <laughs> All I do is ah, Hey, I had to do it. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it when it started. I was like, what was that? Okay. I had to do it. And I, I told you. You know, I try to make it make sense and try to bring that little, that little, you know. But I, it got substance. So, but you know. know who else does that? And I, I love that concept tip. Um, he does that. He did that with um, I forgot what song it was. But you know how they did their documentary on like HBO, Q-Tip, uh-huh. and he was showing the what he mixed up under it. And it was like all types of old school though. But he just yeah. like I love that that concept. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you, uh thank you. I really was like really well that record right there is doing its thing right now, so you know, I'm confident mm-hmm. that's a nice little record there, you know. I hope people catch on to it. Well, mm-hmm. I love it. I'll play that in my car, I'm gonna make that my ringtone. Oh, that's good <laughs> enough. <good, nah. laughs> Awesome. And is it okay if we put that in our musical rotation, Mr. J. Rock? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Spin it. Spin it crazy. You know what I'm saying? Make him want to come to Florida. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, before you head out the chat room, make sure you shout out any events you have coming up, where everybody can get your music. Okay, yeah, you can get my music on YouTube, um, on the J. Raw, um, Apple Music. I'm on Tidal. Spotify, I'm on Pandora. Yeah, all you gotta do is type in J Raw and um, my my music should just pop up. I got a lot of new uh video. I got a video coming soon. I have a mixtape coming out. You know, I have a mixtape coming out. You know, and uh, you know, we gonna. My name's J Raw, so I'm gonna just call it Raw Shit Volume One. You know what I'm saying? I'm just keep it real with you all the way around the board. Oh, these beats. You know what I'm saying? So, but okay. You know, so, but yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just keep, I'm just making good music for people that you know, saying they, they want to hear it. Awesome, we know you're always welcome here on Let's Chat anytime you want to share something and share some new music, talk to your 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 followers. You're welcome here anytime, Mr. J. Rock. Oh, that's cool. Now, cause this, I like I like this radio show. <laughs> well, we fact, like I'm you. Go ahead. <laughs> Hey, we gonna listen. I'm finna go ahead and um do a little drop for the little song and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Don't so you know, really? yeah, you know I do that too. Okay. Awesome. We appreciate that. Okay. Me too. It just, it's okay. Let so us know. Let us know. That you shout out to Lady Celeste Cat. 
Um, ooh, oh, yeah, ooh, shout ooh, out to at, everybody. We give that 31 flavor experience, so we want you to put that in there, too. Look, look, I'm telling him what to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got it down, Pat. I, uh, it's going to be nice. <laughs> it's going to be really, right, really nice. I look, forward to he- I look forward to hearing it. We appreciate that, Mr. J. Raw. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, and you know you are welcome here anytime, anytime you okay. want to come on and share a song, you got some music you just want us to play, just shoot it on in our email, you just got something okay. on your spirit that you want to talk about, just just let us know. I will do. We'll make, and we'll make it happen. And what did you say your um, Instagram was? My Instagram, actually, I forgot that you got to, it's uncut, I'm sorry, I made a mistake, I just thought about it, it's uncut underscore raw727. That's my Instagram. Okay, I'm going to follow you. So make sure you follow us back. I will do. You said 727? Yes, ma'am. All right. You found them, Leash? Your Les Radio, Les Chat Radio? Oh, yeah, I got you. Yep, that's us. Okay. All right, I'll see you, Mr. Tiger. All right. <laughs> I just followed you. <laughs> All right, now. Y'all have a blessed day. You too. You Thanks too. so much for joining us. All right. All right, you have a good evening. <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed that, Leash. Yes, I, he was fun. I enjoy his energy. Hey, wow. Appreciate when artists come in here and kick it with us. Make sure y'all go grab his music. I love that song. I love it. We appreciate everybody that's tuned in. If you missed any interviews, no worry. Head back to our archives here on blogtalk.com. You can also pick us up on iTunes or any podcast app. We appreciate you guys, and we'll see you on next week. We're going to hit you with some more of that J-Raw. J.K. did the beat, man. Silver spoon, I'm from a struggle, now we don't relate. No, we don't relate. 13 was off the porch, you joined out here late. I was really in the field, you live behind the live gate. Behind the Murder, gate. I done like that real, not that out of state. Banana chips, I lay holes and get bathed in it. You talking crazy, I lay holes in your house and rake. Everything you got at home, you got it on a plate. You silver spoon, I'm from a struggle, now we don't relate. You silver spoon, I'm from a struggle, now we don't relate. No, we don't relate. I'm hating when I'm real and